You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Please remember that all of the information in this podcast episode is limited to general information only. That means the information is not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So you should seek the advice of a licensed and trusted financial professional before acting on the information. And before you acquire or apply for a financial product, please read the PDS or product disclosure statement, which should be available on the issuer's website. Lastly, please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future performance. In this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, Kate and I are sharing with you our top five finance books and or resources. Five each. We've got some great show notes, so check them out. If you're going away on holiday, you've got a trip planned or something else where you have a bit of downtime or you just like reading, be sure to check out the show notes. As always, we hope that you enjoy this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Hello, Kate, and welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It's good to be back, Owen, on this uh, nice Melbourne morning. Yes, cold as always in winter, but it's nice. Yeah. Uh, What are we talking about? Uh, Today we wanted to do a nice and light episode on our top five personal finance books because we love reading books and sharing our resources. And we've heard from many of you that you also like um, all these resources and books we share. So we're just going to summarize five books each today. Um, and hopefully you can maybe get one at your library now if the libraries are open. I'm yeah, I reckon sure. they would be. Otherwise, I think Melbourne Library might be. Secondhand books online. Yeah. yeah, or always most of these are on Book Depository or Booktopia or Demix somewhere else so you can get a hand on these and share them with your friends. Yeah, good one. Okay, so we've got five each. Why don't we go tit for tat? You go first, then I'll go. Great. Then you go, et cetera. Yep. So one of my favorite brand new books, so this has only been recently added to my list of books that I like, is actually, it came out this year and it's called Money School by Lacey Phillips. Mm-hmm. And she is an Australian, so it's awesome to start seeing some books by Australian authors who has reached financial independence by quite an early age in her 30s. Um, and I believe she was an engineer beforehand. Right. And so she talks about her journey and um, working towards fire which is the financial independence retire early 
uh, goal in Australia, which which is awesome because mm. it's interesting seeing how super and all Australian investments and Australian property all sort of interrelate in achieving your goal. Um, so that's cool. definitely a recommended one on my list. Now you, a lot of the time you find these books or podcasts that almost exclusively from the US. Mm. And so it's, it's good to hear a local story. Speaking of which, um, mine are unoriginal, but I think <laughs> there's no points for originality. So my first one is The Barefoot Investor. And growing up, I never had a resource like this. I didn't know his first book was available, Scott Pape's first book. Mm. Um, almost all of our listeners, I imagine, would know it or have read part of it or all of it, hopefully. Um, he's also got another book out more recently. But um, as for those of you who don't know, it's just an all-rounder, I guess, mm. is how you could describe it. talks about everything from the psychology of money to managing money as a family unit. And then, the, I guess, a little bit of a, like dipping your toes into investing and how you can invest in, for example, property on the stock exchange, which we've talked about in our mm. REITs episode. But then also, you know, the difference between index funds and ETFs and all that type of stuff. So Barefoot Investor, it's easy to see why he sold so many books. And it's a it's a brilliant book. So yeah, definitely and it's grab a copy. most people's first personal finance book mm, in Australia, I yeah. think. And it's actually, I think it's done an amazing job at opening up personal finance to a much wider audience um, of people that might never have picked up a personal finance book before because totally. I mean historically they have been a little boring I mean oh, I have seen so some of the books from 20 30 years ago and they just they're yeah. either sending you straight into whatever their scheme is <laughs> I've read quite a few books that have yeah. um, like a sign up now page at the back just for their their course or really? their property development <laughs> seminar um, but luckily the books seem to be changing in the last few years so that's that's good and definitely recommend this one. Um, my next one is a Australian finance previous podcast guest, yes, Nicole Hatter's indeed. book, Smashed Avocados. So I, it's a great lighthearted read about buying your first home and getting into the property market. And again, I have read a few really boring property books. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's a great first step. You obviously need to do more research following that, but it's a great book to start familiarizing yourself with some of the key terms and key things you should know when it comes to property, like finding out if there's owner's corp. Mm -hmm. Yep, a good one. And so she does a really good job of it, I think because she was reliving her experience and mm. kind of like how she discovered everything and how she went about um, her own journey, which when you write for people, one of the things that you got to be mindful of is if you're talking down or you're talking up to yeah. people. And a lot of people don't really think about that when they write. Like what level are you writing at? And when you're experiencing something firsthand, you tend to be writing at the level of your audience. Yeah. So it's it's very easy to, to speak their language, so to speak. And so I, th I, f I feel like that's a really good one. And we did an episode with her, with Nicole Haddo, so go back and listen to that. Yeah, and I believe she's got another book in the works, in the works she's writing yes. at the moment, so that'll be exciting to see that. Hopefully she'll come back on. <laughs> um, so Get a Financial Group was by Pete Wargent, is my second one. Um, Pete, I've interviewed in another podcast series that I run. He's a, nowadays people know him as kind of like a property coach and, mm. and mentor and economist, but you know, before all that, Pete was an accountant and he talks about his journey pretty much just ruining himself in his 20s, like working ridiculously long hours. He was making good money, but he really had, like he was like a sieve, like money would hit his pocket and just disappear <laughs> into a thousand little places, um, which I, I guess many of us can relate mm, to. Yeah. And so he kind of went for the, through this like transformation, which only took like three or four years, but because he had a pretty good job and he saved like crazy, he went from 
you know, I think he describes going out on like every night of the week, literally every night of the week, mm. and then waking up in the morning and going to a cafe for breakfast. And so he's cut out like everything for like two years or something. Yeah. And he's done this complete turnaround and he's reached financial independence in around about five years. Mm. And he retired, I believe, this is off the top of my head, between 30 and 33. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still does like um, coaching and that sort of type of yeah. thing now. But it's a really good refreshing take and candid take on, you know, how you can go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. So get a financial grip and he's written a few other books since. Okay, my next one is another one I mention a lot by one of my favorite personal finance writers based in the US, Ramit Sethi, and mm-hmm. his book, um, the name is a bit off-putting. You've said it's this called before. I Will Teach You to Be Rich, but I really like the book in terms of changing your money mindset and the way you uh, go about your personal finance journey and building your life. And I have also mentioned before yeah. about money dials and working out what you value in life and putting your money there rather than spending it on so many other things that you don't actually that don't bring you joy so uh, i'd really recommend that one it's definitely a bestseller so you can get copies not like pretty cheaply um so i definitely recommend grabbing a copy of that one it's something you'll read again and again um just skip the 401k stuff and read one of the other Australian books when it comes to sort of superannuation and retirement, but uh, definitely recommend. And even go to his website, which is of the same name, and he writes a lot and he writes really long pieces, but they really make you think. So that's all free. So if you want to just get a taste of what he uh, talks about, go to his website as well. That's a great, great resource. A lot of these, um, I guess I'm guilty of this, these books, they have these resources Mm. and kind of like extensions and calculators yeah. and what have you which you should use but you just really don't mm. um but yeah this these are all you've got links in the show notes here so there's there's plenty here for people to jump onto as well um, i'm going to mix it up a bit and for the people that maybe don't read a lot of books um this is also something that's kind of more of a um investing thing but mm. i think people would want me to mention something yeah. down the investing pathway and this is a podcast from the u.s um, called industry focus by the motley fool and the reason why i'm mentioning this one is because they don't just talk about companies, although that's kind of the main focus. They talk about um, different themes or different stories in the headlines and they have certified financial planners on there and they have like diehard analysts on there. And they, <laughs> it's every day there's a podcast and they look at a different industry. It's really well done and it's from The Motley Fool. Um, and I, I just like it because the way The Motley Fool d- explains things, as many of our listeners will know, is kind of very simple. Uh, very easy to understand so the industry focus podcast we'll put a link in the show notes absolutely now my next one i'm not sure if i've mentioned this one before but it's called the behavioral investor by daniel crosby Mm -hmm. Uh, he's based in the us but i think the lessons in this book are really applicable to anyone in the world and he actually has a phd in behavioral psychology and really talks about um all of the sort of mistakes and mishaps that can happen as an investor um in terms of what's going on in your brain that you might not be aware of that's mm-hmm. affecting the way you invest and build wealth. And so I think it's really good to have a read of that one. Um, I ordered it uh, the other year, uh, last year, I think at the Melbourne City Library. So get a, if you're, if <laughs> right. you're local, because it doesn't, it's pretty expensive online. I think it's about $40, which huh. for a book is pretty pricey. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a more limited. You want to make sure you like it for $40. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you can find, and he writes a lot online. All of these people that we've mentioned usually write a lot online and yeah. share their learnings as well. So um, if you want to see before you buy, 
try before you buy, just have a look um, for any of the articles they've written in the past and see if you can gain insight from that before getting your hands dirty with the book. But um, I definitely mm. recommend that one for really interesting behavioral insights into the way you invest. Cool. Um, another one that, uh, again, not being very original here, but um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's, he claims it's the number one personal finance book of like 30 years or 20 years. He claims a lot of things. Yeah, he does. But the way he words it is that it's in total. So it's not like every <laughs> year. It's the number one best-selling book for 20 years, like mm. in total. So yeah. it's like adding it all up. But anyway, aside from that, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, there's a few things in there that you probably don't, like they probably aren't relevant, probably a bit risky and what have you. But probably the most important thing from his whole thing is just thinking about the assets column and your liabilities column. It's kind of something that he kind of conceptualized and, and made it really simple for people to understand is, you know, effectively assets are things that increase in price or pay you mm. cash flow and liabilities are everything else. And you want to put as much in your assets column as you can and take on as few liabilities um, where and when you can. There's also a cash flow quadrant and those types of things. But the basic principle that I took away from the book is that, yes, you need to take some risk. Um, you can go and Google him and backstory there if you want to think about risk. But there's that there. But um, take risk in, in part, but also make sure you understand the difference between assets and liabilities. One of the people that was on um, the Investors Podcast recently, uh, Lawrence Lamb, he said he was amazed when he could put money in some place and then it magically adds money and then he takes more out in the future. Mm. And that's exactly what building up your assets column is and that's why we talk about investing. But hey, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, very popular book, just like Barefoot Investor, probably worth reading. Yeah. Okay. My last pick is The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Mm, good one. And another US writer, one of the early sort of thought leaders on the financial independence retire early movement and um, even though the book is targeted to a US audience it does have a really um, it kind of started my fire thinking and the way I sort of changed my financial mindset and really thinking about how important it is to invest and not just leave your money for life in a bank account mm. um, and it does it makes it it breaks down the concepts and the steps towards FIRE in a really easy to understand way and really simplifies investing when it kind of seems really complicated from an outside perspective when you know nothing. So um, again, American perspective, so there's 401ks and sort of um, various Americanisms, but I definitely recommend that as well. And that's been around for a long time, mm. this book, so you should hopefully be able to find some secondhand copies if you want to get a handle on it. He's got a blog as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Didn't, I, he, didn't I he start writing it for his daughter? Isn't that why he started mm, it? I think so. Yeah. He wanted and to teach her everything that he wish he knew about money or something yeah. like that? So some of the, like he, I, I think I had a look at this blog the other day and it had like hundreds and hundreds of posts. So you can, and mm. I think one of the interesting things is the comment section, which is really popular as well. So Sometimes you, you've obviously got to filter through the, the good and the bad, but there can be really amazing things you can learn from reading the comments of people that have um, read his book and pursued fire and the lessons they've learnt and the reflections. So I, sometimes you can actually gain quite a bit of insight from the comment section. Um, another place I like the comment section for is the Mr. Money Mustache website. Yeah, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, so um, definitely that's another place um, to have a look at. Yeah, that's definitely. Go back to the fire episode. We've got some quotes <laughs> from him in there. They're brilliant. Um, okay, so the last one, I'm not going to say the PG version, which is Unf Your Finances mm. by Mel Brown. 
she's an accountant and financial planner, kind of an entrepreneur from Sydney. Again, I've spoken to her previously and we're hoping to get her on this show because <laughs> she speaks really well. She's got some really good ideas. She's written some great books. Uh, More Money for Shoes is another one. Uh, she's got a new one out, which we're hoping yeah. to talk about. Well, budgets don't work. So I'm really, really interested Controversial. to have a read of that one. Yeah. See so, what she has to say. Uh, so, you know, uh, Mel Brown's book, Unf Your Finances, it's a big leather bound book. Though it can actually come in a smaller version too. And it's got bright pink writing on the yeah. front. What I took from it, there's one chapter in particular, which is something that we've talked about on the podcast before. And people have written in and, and, and said that they've done this is mm. a financial detox. Yeah which is effectively, she says she does it twice a year and she, I'm led to believe she's quite wealthy now, but never mind, she does it twice <laughs> a year. Um, and effectively what she does is once, one month, um, she just cuts everything out of her diet yep. effectively. And when I say diet, I mean like financial diet. It's like um, only things that can be purchased for the house or in the house, uh, so no on, online mm. shopping, but it just kind of like rids you of everything. And as the name suggests, detox is what it is. Yeah. And it just resets your expectations and your living standards and makes you focus on what's important. Mm, and you can get so stuck in one sort of status quo. It's really good to change things up. Yeah. Another one, I don't know if you brought this up, was an, another kind of detox. And this is for women more so than men, I guess, but men too. Um, someone told me that they, I don't know if it was Mel or you or someone, that they they went a year without purchasing like a new thing in their wardrobe, which is another way of doing a detox. I think that was me. <laughs> it was not you. I think it might have been Mel said, you know, some people take it another way and say, we're not going to buy anything for my for the wardrobe for a month. Mm. And so it doesn't have to be everything. It can be one thing that you know you spend money on, which you probably shouldn't. Just have a detox from that for 30 days. Um, really cool idea. Mm. So we've got all this stuff in the show notes yeah and if we've interviewed any of these authors which we have a few of them uh we'll include those episodes in the show notes as well so you can learn a little bit more about them and again most of these books can be accessed through your libraries and if you didn't know most libraries have a section where you can request a Mm. book so if the library doesn't have that book in stock uh just request it and i've found that pretty much all my requests are being granted by Melbourne City Library, which is one of my favourite places. Um, So, yeah, you don't always have to fork out the money. Um, Some of these books, like, I am so glad I've got a copy because I keep going back to them. Um, But, yeah, see what works for you and share the books around. I think, um, like, people gifting the Barefoot Investor to their friends and family has changed countless lives. So if you find one of these books really helpful and that changes your life, share them with a friend and family and maybe you'll do something amazing for them. Yep. And if they do not like reading books as much, send them our way. <laughs> send them to the podcast because that's like yeah. we've kind of taken all of this, especially you, taken all of this reading hmm. and try we try and break it down and distill it into core concepts. Yeah, or even check out um, if you don't want to read it, you can listen to the, the audio? audiobook version yeah. of it. Um most of these are probably audiobook versions yeah. now. There's, I think Audible seems to be taking over the world. It does, yeah. When you're driving, it's so much easier just to listen to the book rather than read it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool, Kate. This is a, a good episode. So how can people find out more about you? Uh, if you want to learn more about me, I'm available at howtomoney.online or howtomoneyaus on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, and you can get in contact with me and with us. Um, Owen, uh, what is it? Uh, podcast at rask.com.au is the email address. And our website is rask.com.au. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, it's Owen Rask. Instagram, Owen Rask AU. Not very active. Uh, but yeah, thanks He's as trying. always. I'm trying. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe more active on TikTok. 2020 remainder goals. <laughs> yeah. Kate, as always, thanks for joining All right. Me. Thanks for listening. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.